Hello. Welcome to Fast Frights. This is new. I <laughs> uh, love it. Hello, everyone. I'm Joe. I'm Devin. Welcome to Partners in Fright. You were supposed to say it with me. Oh, okay. Let's do it again. Ready? <clears throat> it's not the same anymore. We got this. We can do this. Okay. Welcome, Welcome to... <laughs> Well, that was freaky as shit. Okay. All right. We won't do that again. Never again. So this is a new series. And uh, we polled everybody on our Instagram asking if you guys would want uh, some short horror recommendations, our short horror reviews. Mm -hmm. And everyone overwhelmingly said yes. Right. So here we are. And we actually did get a recommendation from Corey, that's Joe's brother, for one of the shorts that we're going to be talking about today. Anything to add? Uh, which one did he recommend? He recommended Ignore It. Oh, okay. Yes. For our regular listeners, we usually dive into uh, a movie weekly. We'll try and discuss like underrated or obscure or campy horror flicks um so this one is definitely gonna be different like what devin said we are going to be talking about two short horror films uh so previously like we said ignore it and the chair mm -hmm. which i'm excited because every once in a while i'll go through like a shit ton of horror shorts and i'll talk to you about it and then you're like okay that sounds cool, I guess. And I, 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 can, I can never, like... Convey. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't typically watch, like, short horror like this. Right. You actually introduced me to the Mama mm -hmm. short horror movie. Or yeah. just short. Yeah, we'll just call it shorts. Short film. Yeah. yeah short movie, whatever. <laughs> you introduced me to that before we even saw, like, the full-length movie that came out. Right. And I... I think that's my only experience with it. So okay. I'm excited. Sometimes I get overwhelmed, like sitting down to watch like a feature length movie. Yeah. And being like, oh, this is like, this is a lot of time. So this is great yeah. for like busier weeks. Change it up a little bit and it feels refreshing. Yeah. The shorties, different. the shorties are nice because the, the shoddies are nice. Did you just go like Pitbull? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> some are forgettable some are definitely style over substance but then sometimes you'll get like these 15 20 minute long ones that actually have like a full story to it that sometimes really like pack a punch yeah and they're often overlooked yeah well so thank you to Corey for recommending ignore it and thank you to tiktok for recommending the chair <laughs> Oh, is that where you found <laughs> yeah. the other one? Okay, yeah, that's cool. That's where I found it. Nice. And these are going to be short episodes, short movie, short episode. Uh, and what's the name of these episodes we're doing? I already said it, but Fast Frights. All right. Which just makes me want to say Fast Frights at Ridgemount High. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> we'll kind of gauge how this episode goes in terms of length and then kind of like adjust or, you know, we may. I think two movies is probably good. Uh, maybe three, depending on the length of the movies. Yeah, um, I think so. That being said, we can talk a little bit about the movies we have on deck today. 
uh, because one is longer and one is short. Yeah, and both of these we found on on YouTube. Yes, I've I have a feeling most uh, most of the ones I watch I think are that's on YouTube. Generally, where we're gonna get these from. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay, so let's talk about Ignore It first, and this one came out in 2021. I ha- I actually pulled it up on IMDb. There is a listing for it. And... I have them both up too. <laughs> oh, great. Okay. Do you so you usually do the uh, summaries? Why don't you do it? Sure. A family struggles to cohabitate with a malevolent spirit that becomes violent whenever its presence is acknowledged. Based on the viral no sleep story, you're going to notice a woman in your home. You must ignore her. All right. So that's the first time I read that, and I didn't know that this was a no sleep story. Makes sense. Which is I listen to close to like eight years of no sleep podcast stories i haven't I listened to them in years what's that i thought that was a lore that you listened to uh before all that it was no sleep that's what i started with oh okay and i thought no sleep was a reddit thing it was that's how it started out oh and then it became a podcast mm-hmm. oh okay cool yep like a, like a storytelling podcast exactly okay yeah and man some they have some creepy ass stories on that podcast. It's been a while since I listened to it. I just haven't had time to go back to it. But this one's a super shorty. It's only seven minutes long. And this one doesn't really have like an overarching story to it. So essentially we have just a a family of four. And the son, Justin, I believe. He's like in his room upstairs. And it looks like it's nighttime. His dad comes in. And immediately there's the vibes of just, I don't know, unsettled thickness in the air. Never heard tension quite described like (laughs) that before. (laughs) So the dad. Well, yeah, because the dad comes in really quickly and like shuts the door as if someone is maybe watching him or hot on his tail. Yeah. And he just says, the woman is back. We got to ignore her. And okay. One of the big things I love about short horror films is you don't have so much time to introduce the characters and start the story and have the buildup. You you need to have the hook immediately. And I love any kind of movies that create questions like, why the hell is this dad in this room? And why is he out of breath? And why is... You're so funny because you flip-flop back and forth between I love when I like have a lot of questions about something. And then when a movie goes really poorly, you're like, I didn't get any of my questions (laughs) answered. (laughs) Yeah, I I am guilty of being on either end of the the spectrum. (laughs) I know know what you mean. Because there's like that like sense of curiosity. But then also Mm -hmm. if a movie's a letdown, then you're like, well, what happened to this? And what happened to that? Yeah. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. So there's this woman, apparently, and they have to just ignore her. And the dad says, let's go down for dinner. And as they're going down the stairs, there's an a room with a door open and it's black in there. And Justin hears some creaking. Yeah. They get downstairs for dinner and there's just a lot of tension just mm-hmm. everyone is very on edge. They are trying hard not to acknowledge uh, apparently this woman in their home. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the dad's asking the sister about like her algebra test. And uh, I think Justin says like, 
what is she? Why do we have to keep doing this or something? And the dad like shuts it down. He slams his fists on the table mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, says, this is just something we're doing. You, like, don't bring it up. There's silence after that. And then you hear creaking down the stairs. Mm-hmm. And then the woman shows up at the dinner table. We don't get a good look at her, but her hand, which is very like gray and gnarled looking decaying very like witch like so it reaches out and rests on the sister's shoulder and she has to just ignore it yeah she's like uh she throws something on her fork and she's just trying to eat and ignore it but like right before that justin held up his spoon to try and see the reflection of her yeah and the whole house is dark like all the lights are off which yeah, like, does why it, not turn on all the lights? I mean, would that make it easier or harder to ignore something? I would rather see where it is, right. I guess. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, the dad is very desperate to carry on the conversation and to get them through this. Also, the rules are unclear because, like, how much do you actually have to ignore it? Like, if you look at it, will... All the bad stuff that happens is due to somebody looking at it, so... I disagree. I think the bad stuff that happens is because they talk to it. Or, like, verbally acknowledge. Uh, I think we're both right, because there's instances of both. Which we can get to. Okay, so... <laughs> she, The old lady has her hand on the sister's shoulder. Yeah. And the phone rings. Yep. The mom goes to take the phone call. And I think that is when the old lady takes her hand off the shoulder. Right? Yeah, because the dad begs his wife not to go in the kitchen to take the call. Just sit and eat. Mm-hmm. But she... She's like, bye. <laughs> yeah, well, she's like, I, I can't do this anymore. I can't do this anymore. Which, from the parent's point of view, it seems like they have done this for a while. Because the dad came in at the beginning and was like, hey, as a reminder, she's back. And then the mom is now saying, I can't do this anymore. But mm-hmm. when they're at the dining room table justin is asking like why do we have to do this you know what i mean i think that he's experienced it more than once because when his dad comes in the room he says she's back again right like not really explaining what's going on then i guess the parents did a shitty job at explaining the what first happened. time around yeah yeah oh god that'd be very torturous and what if what if they were babies what if it happened when they were a baby you can't tell a baby just to ignore it Oh, yeah, that's true. Can they just leave the house? Like, does the lady just need to, like, be in the house for a little while? I know, that's what I was thinking. Like, Just like a ghost squatter? (laughs) You can acknowledge something in different senses. You can look at something, you could smell something, you could feel a hand on your shoulder. That's acknowledging it, that feel. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, going back, the mom goes to answer the phone, and it sounds like she's talking on on the phone but then all of a sudden you hear her scream. Like, oh, yeah, because the lady goes and follows her. Yeah, so she's screaming like, leave my family alone. So I think that that was a verbal acknowledgement because then yes. the, the old lady like beats the shit out of the mom and like kills her. Yeah, and it takes her into like the basement or something. And, oh, I thought, it, oh, maybe. I don't know what it was. But- okay, yeah, because the phone <laughs> was in a different room. I don't know. That seemed like a bathroom or like a pantry, but it could have been a basement. But I'm I'm thinking that it's like more of a verbal acknowledgement because uh, the dad looks directly at this lady at the dinner table and she doesn't do anything. But then when she like goes to go see the mom and then the mom is like, leave my family alone. And then mm. she gets killed. But anyway, 
uh, then the dad follows. He tries to open the door because it, like, you know, supernaturally closes and <laughs> yeah. will not open. And he's banging down the door. And then the door, like, flips open. And Well, Justin comes up first. And then the dad's like, go, go eat. Go back to the table. Just ignore it. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, the door slams open, throws him against a wall and mm-hmm. knocks him out or... I think it knocks him out, yeah. I yeah. don't think he's dead. Okay. And then the sister and Justin are standing there trying to be still. Right. So the uh, the creature or this woman's hand comes up out of like the doorway, grabs the door frame, and I think Justin turns around and his sister's holding him by the shoulders saying, ignore it. And then the camera cuts to, you see the sister's face and she has glasses on. And this is where I'm thinking... Okay. You see the creature in her reflection and she's staring down at the dad and the sister, her eyes dart up and look at this mm-hmm. creature and then that's when the creature turns and just fucking, oh my god, anything that runs like unnaturally fast towards the camera, I'm just, yeah. that always is like, Neh. That's true. I think maybe it's like a, um, you know, like in a video game where you're- What's a video game? Shut up. (laughs) Where you're like sneaking around and then your presence is detected and Mm. then you have to like hide again. But like while your presence is detected, like any little thing, like people will find you. You know what I'm talking about? I think it might be that. Like she's in like the red danger zone after like the parents just I'm picturing the librarian monster from Monsters University. Yeah. You make a noise and she's like. Like that. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But then when they're like running everywhere, then it's like, you know. Okay. Shit's hit the fan. Yeah, and and that's it. It go it cuts to black. So you're left thinking, uh, how many times has this happened before? Why is this creature there? Is the dad really dead? The, did the sister die? But you can only pack so much information and entertainment into seven minutes. So personally, I think this one is about unresolved family trauma because you just gotta <laughs> ignore it. Uh, yeah, you can interpret it. Many different ways. Yeah. But it was cool. It was very creepy. The audio was great with the uh, this mm-hmm. creature creaking down the stairs. And you, it's all dark. You can't really see shit. And the family's just frozen with fear at the dining room table. Yeah. I nice. thought it was good. Cool. Thanks for the rec, Corey. Thanks, Corey. Oh, also real quick. The director of this, his name is Sam Evanson. And he did visual effects on Thor Love and Thunder. That is so random. I know. I love it. Do you want to read the synopsis for our next one? Yes. So our second movie, it's quite a bit longer. The Chair is a short film about a man whose world is turned upside down when he brings home an ominous antique chair he finds at the side of the road. This one's brand new. It came out this year. Mm -hmm. And it's quite a bit longer. I think it's like 20 minutes, I believe. 25. Ah, yes. Oh, sorry, 23. So this one has, uh, you could tell it has a higher production quality, and there's definitely a bit more of a story to it, I would say. Yeah, you mentioned sound on the last one. The sound design on this one was, like, unreal. Yeah. I really enjoyed it. Even just, like, the dialogue. I don't know. Everything seemed really crisp. It was Mm -hmm. great. Yeah. So I didn't take notes on this, and it was a bit uh, more involved than the last one. <laughs> yeah. But essentially, this guy, Reese, uh, finds an antique chair on the side of a road, and he picks it up, and uh, there's a man that 
appears suddenly in front of the home Mm -hmm. like an old guy and he's like watching reese uh assess this chair he brings it home it's his six month anniversary he has flowers and dinner Mm -hmm. and this chair and his girlfriend julie really uh does not like this chair (laughs) (laughs) It was a little unsettling. Like, her reaction at first didn't seem, like, abnormal. I mean, honestly, like, if you brought home, like, a chair off the side of the road that was clearly, Mm -hmm. like, dirty, Mm -hmm. because it is, it's, like, stained on the back, and it doesn't look like it's uh, particularly sturdy. And uh, she's like, you know, I'm going for this cohesive look in the apartment, and, you know, this is... Not part of my style. Where are we going to put this chair? Which is valid. It makes sense. Yeah, everything valid. And then she, her face kind of changes and she's like, it's creepy. I don't like it. And like, she gets really serious about like the fact that it's creeping her out. She asks him to get rid of it. And he's like, all right. Uh, Well, first he sits down in it. He sits down and he's like, Mm -hmm. I like this chair. And the creeping or creaking of the chair, it's something. So she's like, no, seriously, I want you to take this chair back. And he's like, all right, fine. I will just. And then um, right before he's about to say, I'll just take it back. Mm -hmm. It cuts to him sitting in the chair outside of this home where he picked it up. Right. And he's like, what the heck? He's bewildered. Yeah. He's really disoriented. Uh, He gets up out of the chair and the old guy is also still on the porch watching. Mm hmm. So it looks as if he just kind of like time traveled, like maybe he sat down in the chair on the side of the road and then he Mm kind of had this vision of what could have happened if he brought the chair home. That was my first thought. Yeah. I thought so too, because I was thinking when he got back home, I was like, were the flowers in his front seat again? Like, oh yeah, yeah. did he have dinner and everything? But then we find out that it wasn't the case. So he drives away. He even forgets to put down the trunk because he's so like out of it. Mm hmm. And then he gets home and he's sitting on the couch and it seems to be the the same day. That's what he thinks because yeah. Julie comes through the front door and she's like, do you have dinner? You're supposed to have dinner. And he was like, oh, like I forgot Right. on my way home. She comes in and she's like, I have a surprise for you. And she lugs in the chair and he's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, he starts freaking out. He's like, get this thing out of here because he thinks that he just time traveled with mm-hmm. the chair. And then she says... No, you haven't shut up about this chair for the past seven days. So mm-hmm. he's been talking about this chair for a whole week. Right. Then she says that he was aggressive the whole week. He was, was racist, racist yeah. towards like what his friend or his coworker. I think so, yeah. He picked fights at work. He got fired mm-hmm. all over the course of a week. I hear those are all really bad things. <laughs> right (laughs) things you don't want to do yeah so you can see it in his face he's trying to piece together what the hell happened because not Mm -hmm. 20 minutes ago he was like returning this chair yeah and like all this time is gone so he's trying to piece together what happened and trying to come to terms with a whole week of his life is missing yeah and julie is like very upset which it seemed like her reaction was a little inflated until she said that he has pretty much been an asshole for, for the a whole week. week yeah. Yeah. But they don't get rid of the chair. Like they That's keep right. the chair. And so he says that he thinks negative energy is coming out of the chair. And mm-hmm. Julie says, you're the negative energy. And she does say that he should sleep on the couch. 
but then they end up sleeping together that night. So right. I don't know if she just kind of forgave him during the course of the evening or what, but mm -hmm. the chair has now moved to the bedroom. This is when shit kind of hits the fan. Reese wakes up in the middle of the night. He turns uh, to the chair and he's just kind of staring at it and he's unsettled by it. So he gets up, turns it around and then gets back into bed. He closes his eyes and we hear the creaking of the chair. Mm -hmm. And when he opens his eyes, it's turned around and the old man from where he picked up the chair at is now in the chair, smiling and waving at him. Right. Ugh. And his smiles, he, it's like from the movie Smile. Yeah. His like lips, it's like ear to ear grinning. So he freaks out, understandably. And then Julie wakes up and she's like, what's going on? And he's like, there's a look at this guy. And like, I don't even think he says anything. He just points, you know? Mm -hmm. And then Julie starts screaming. I was like, oh, okay. She sees it too. Yeah. Which he, I was this like, this is a real cool. guy. Yes, yes. <laughs> uh, but then she stops screaming abruptly and then smiles. And then goes back to sleep. This was the scariest part of the movie I for was me. so unsettled. This was like really like screaming at the top of her lungs. And then all of a sudden she turned, smiled and grinned at Reese. And then just plopped back down and went to sleep. And like, what the fuck? And like the guy in the chair is gone. So Reese is just laying in bed with his eyes open until morning. Yeah, I didn't like this at all. <laughs> and then the next morning, Julie is like really peppy. Uh, like mm -hmm. weird uh and reese is like i think i might be sick or like i have brain damage right. or something and he's like i think i need to go see a therapist mm -hmm. and she says well i was going to tell you that i made an appointment with you um for you tonight with i she says like a doctor's name yeah and then Oh, he's like, well, you don't remember anything from last night? And she's like, what do you mean? I slept like a dog. And he's like, well, uh, you were screaming. And there was this old guy in the chair. Mm -hmm. like, And then she goes, oh, dead man Franklin? Yeah. He comes with the chair. What? Yeah. <laughs> and then the guy, the old man comes over in the same dress as Julie and like kisses her on the cheek mm -hmm. and then they're both like speaking yeah she like he is in the background sitting so he's kind of blurred out of focus julie is talking and she is she's using her vocal cords she's physically speaking but in the background you see the old man like mimicking her talking yeah it was Really unsettling. And she does say something interesting. She says, Reese, you're dying of Alzheimer's, but you keep forgetting about it. Well, first, I think she says, like, I hate you. I can't keep doing this anymore. And then she's like, you're so cute. I love you. Yeah, I'm going to go like, masturbate. <laughs> it keeps, I guess we're just going to call this like time travel. I don't know. Like these cuts keep happening. These time travel where it's like we, along with Reese, are missing bits of time. Or like so information. You're just as confused as as he is. So it seems like she's coming off like insanely like bipolar. Not bipolar, but I don't know. Two sides of a coin. Yeah. I guess it was so back and forth. So yeah, then she it's like leaves. It's whiplash of emotions. Yeah. So she does legitimately leave to go masturbate. 
And while she's in the bathroom, the police arrive or bedroom. I don't know where she was. Um, mm-hmm. The police get there. And oh, wait, before he answers the door for the police, yeah. he goes into like the laundry room. He remembered, by the way. Yes, he did. Because <laughs> he, he had the laundry basket yeah. and we hear it beep. He goes in the laundry room and uh, there's a dead body in there. So that's something. <laughs> and then he opens the door and the police are there and they're like, hey, we want to talk to you. And they invite themselves in, basically. They say that they have a warrant. And they're asking about this guy. What was his name? Fence? Yeah. that It was something weird, right? His first name was Fence, yeah. So that was the guy that Julie said he got racist towards uh, and, and also threatened to murder by bashing his head in with a rock. So that's probably the guy in his laundry room. And the police are interrogating him. He asks one of the officers, so there's a younger officer and an older officer, and he asks the older officer not to sit in the chair, but he ignores him and sits down anyway. Mm-hmm. And the camera is just still on this older officer, even though this interrogation is happening with Reese and the younger officer. Mm-hmm. And we can see his face start to change, and he takes out his gun, and then in the middle of the interrogation, he's just like, I'm going to torture you slowly. And points yeah. the gun at Reese. His partner is visibly like shook. Yeah, <laughs> and is like, "We're gonna take a look around." So they go to take a look around. They go to the bedroom first, and Reese kind of like points them in the direction. And then Reese like sprints to the laundry room and drags the body to another part of the house. Mm-hmm. And uh, the older guy comes back out. I don't know. Somehow, um, oh, when the cops arrive, by the way, Julie is like full blown moaning from the bedroom. Right. Masturbating. Yeah. And at one point, the two cops are separated and the younger cop is in the bedroom and we hear Julie start moaning again. And then the cop comes out and has like his pants. Yeah. He's like zipping his pants up. Yeah. I was like, what is going on? (laughs) Yeah. I saw that. I was like, oh, did we just jump ahead another I mean, yeah, because that was like Two, what, 30, five, 30 seconds. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So it's like Reese and then the two police officers and they're right in front of the laundry room. Mm-hmm. And the older officer starts banging his head on the bookcase like violently. Yeah. And then basically says, uh, I want you to go in the bathroom and get the dead body for me. And Reese is like, what the what? Right. And then Julie comes out. She's now covered in blood. And she came out from the direction of the bathroom, not the bedroom. Right. And she's like, got him. And then the dead guy follows her out. <laughs> Is everybody dead? I don't know. Because then that when the camera shifts back to Reese, he's covered in blood. Well, not covered in blood, but he's like dirty. And mm. he's holding a hammer. And it's nighttime. It's the middle of the night. Now. Yeah. Yeah. And then... We get a shot of the calendar, but I can't really tell, like, the time frame here. Right. Because it looks like it's now the end of the month, but it was October 20th, I think, when this all mm-hmm. started. Or no, a little bit earlier. It was, it was must have been, because October 20th was the Monday, so it would have been 15th, the 14th. Either October 14th or October 15th, right. when this whole <laughs> thing started, when he got the chair originally. 
So now it's the end of the month and we see a lot of scribbles on the calendar. Like there's a lot of notes and a lot of like circles. Mm-hmm. Um, so it seems like he's trying to like piece together his missing time. The short ends with uh, the chair with the dead flowers uh, from the very beginning on the chair. And then there are a dead man. Franklin is behind the chair. He's talking to Reese. And then we get the dead bodies. There are several now. Julie, the two police officers and Fence. Right. Or whatever his name was. I don't remember what dead man Franklin says to Reese. I think he just says that it's time to like die, essentially. Something along those lines. (laughs) Okay. And then that's it. This one was trippy as shit. So I do have an article up that is talking about how uh, Reese may actually have Alzheimer's and that it's like a oh, wow. okay. horror film around Alzheimer's. Oh, yeah. It makes it sad. Yeah. <laughs> That's like a different kind of he could be horror. the old man or he could have early onset Alzheimer's too because yeah, that's a thing. That's true. My first thought was anyone who sat in this chair would have like lapses of memory and mm. have like not angst but like aggression mm-hmm. you know and this have you seen memento with no. guy pierce i feel like you brought that up recently on the podcast maybe this reminded me of that just a little bit but guy pierce he's trying to solve a mystery and he ends up tattooing clues on his body so he can help remember oh yeah. that sounds familiar it's it's a good movie but you have to watch it like a couple times over to fully piece Get everything it. together yeah. yeah i just wanted to say the acting in this Especially between Reese and Julie. Bravo. I mean, Julie had some range in this one. Oh my God, yeah. But like, they were like, do everything. The actor playing Reese, Anthony Pavone, his nonverbal acting and his reaction and his uh, like emotion and just his face of Mm -hmm. coming to terms with all this was just, I was so sad. Like, I was Mm -hmm. feeling for the guy. Like, how the hell is he going to get through this and what's going on? And it's not just the chair specifically you know what i mean mm-hmm. i don't know why he didn't try to like burn the chair or destroy the chair at some point yeah i don't know everything happened so quickly i feel like by the time he got to that idea like it was way too like murders happened you know i guess so yeah it does kind of make sense the alzheimer's theory kind mm-hmm. of makes sense though because uh of julie mentioning like well first of all she tells him that he has alzheimer's but he keeps forgetting it right and then she also says that she made that appointment for him, which seems so out of the blue, right? Like, yeah. Because it seems like she's caretaking for him. Like, why right. couldn't he make his own doctor's appointment, you know? I wonder how much time passed between them standing up in the living room having that first altercation and mm-hmm. then them in the kitchen. Right. Because you're right. She seems yeah, very... Like longer than just a night, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man, that's terrifying. I will say, though, that Reese, the actor looks like he could play Reese in Akatar for my Akatar girlies out there. Uh, if he cut his hair, maybe. Could you see that? Joe's reading it right yeah, now. Yeah, I, I am. I'm fully invested, by the way. I'm like halfway through the second book. I know. We're, so he's reading the second one. I'm reading the third one. It's honestly a very good fantasy book. Like... Or just even for its fantasy read aspects. Read it for the plot. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait for the next book so I can get into war and battle and everything. But that's neither here nor there. Uh, one more thing I wanted to mention, fun fact, is that 
if you're worried about Alzheimer's, you can draw a clock. That's like one of the first kind of tests that they give you is to draw a clock because a lot of times uh, people with Alzheimer's or even early onset uh, can't place the numbers correctly or place the hands correctly when they draw it. Oh, it lo- really? It looks like weird. Yeah. Whoa. Yep. Actually, I heard this story huh. about this guy who was like uh, 35 or something and like had crazy early onset and like uh, had like a sundial and that was, like, he couldn't read it. And that was one of the first things that like clicked for him that like maybe something wasn't right. But yeah. Man. Anyway, fun fact for the day. Yeah. And we're going to wrap it up because these are supposed to be short episodes. Yes. Uh, so thank you to Corey and to TikTok for these uh, short horror film recommendations. Yeah. And if you guys have any ones that you want us to watch and review and discuss, please throw them our way. Yes, for sure. As always, you can find us on Instagram at Partners in Fright Podcast and on X at Fright Partners. And Joe loves it when I do that. <laughs> <laughs> and we will see you next week. Bye.